Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. great fear in, in, in Ireland, I feel, because we aren't very far from poverty. You know, we have, like we, you say, we're, we're uh, enthralled to wealth and, and money, and, and maybe we are. We aren't very far from poverty. We're all, we, you know, we're very recently a, a rich country. And I think there is that sense that the, the, rich, the rich man, the rich woman will, 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 will turn their, their gaze away from us. You know, we might do something that offends uh, the rich and the wealthy, and that is why you get this response to JP of "Oh, let let us uh, don't do anything." You know how do you know you're just a begrudger when and 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 in in parallel to that, we are still a very new society in terms of actually creating proper structures that function. Like we are still trying to build functioning health services, functioning transport services, all these things that um, we we don't have around the country, and which lead to so much. You know, when, when people, for example, to, when people talk about climate change and reducing, you know, use of your car and all these kind of things, one of the obvi- very obvious counter arguments is, well, you know, how are we going to get around? Because there aren't buses in rural Ireland, there isn't transport. And that is a very fair argument because we don't have those structures. So, but you have to believe that we have to, that they will, that that will happen. Um, and the way the, 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 the idea that they can happen by actually saying to more people or saying to people, well, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to be part of that system. You just sit out the system. You avoid the system. Um, you know, the system's really not for you. It's just for the little people. We don't really need, we don't need you being part of the system at all. That's not how the system progresses and develops. And, uh, and you know, and again, that is, you know, it is a great, like, J.P. McManus doesn't have to do any of these things. He doesn't have to be as generous as he is. And I'm sure there are, and people in Limerick especially, but everywhere will tell you about the private generosity he does as well. But it isn't the point. The point is that you have to be part, If you know, being part of the system and building a, a functioning country is something that is dependent on everybody who has a stake in that country. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're uh, 
an Irishman. If you're patriotic, you know, and uh, if you respect and empathy for the people of Ireland, pay your taxes here. You, know, you should be pulling your weight. Somebody like JP, you know, let's, let's say JP uh, establishes his corporation in Ireland, okay? He's only going to pay 12.5% corporation tax anyway, right? So it's a fraction of his vast earnings. You know, he can, he can, he can, you know, because of his great wealth, legally, he can very carefully protect his vast fortune. I mean, it's impossible not to protect a fortune of that size in any event. You know, pay his taxes here, not have to worry about counting the days, having his mobile phone checked, you know, and, and pull his weight with the nurses and the teachers and the firemen and, and all the people in society here. And, you know, and lead a movement that these billionaires and multi-millionaires who are draining so much money, you know, an estimated 25 billion a year out of the Irish economy, 25 billion a year in extra taxation, well, in taxation that we ought to have. You know, imagine the difference that that would make, you know, and instead of, instead of a few quid, instead of a few quid dispensed here and there at your pleasure, you know, to, 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 as, 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 as Thomas Piketty calls it, conservative, the famous economist, conservative self-defense. Well, instead of that, you pay your taxes. It's, it's, it's the, you know, the, the, the new tax regime being suggested by Europe was one of the crucial drivers behind Brexit. Mm. You know, uh, you know the, 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 the city, uh, the, the British elites, you know, who control the media, etc., they wanted out of that. They didn't want anything to do with that. The re-smogs and all the rest of them, you know, all situated in tax havens, you know, all all with their money hidden away, shrouded in secrecy, you know, and and uh, and uh, you know, please fuck off and leave us alone, you know, and and as 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 destitution now most assuredly accelerates in the UK. And we see this, the shocking levels of poverty now. I mean, the, the poverty that hasn't been seen since just after World War II, during the rebuilding of England. And, and, and yet, and yet, you know, the concentration now is on, you know, transgender immigrants, stop the boats, you know, all of these marvellous distractions that are an absolute delight to the elites. Let the little people fight amongst themselves. You know, let the let these, you know, oh, Tyrone Patriot or, you know, Richie, whatever he is, or, you know, all these sort of disenchanted people, let them go down and burn out an empty hotel. You know, because that, that's exactly what we want. Get the media focused on that. You know, let's talk about transgenders going to toilets or not going to toilets or whatever the fuck they're supposed to be doing. I mean, I never see a fucking transgender from one year to the next. Maybe the odd time, you know, when I meet some friends with, with David Goff, we go to the we go to the George in Dublin and, and we enjoy a night with friends and transgender neighbours, etc., etc. But aside from that, and yet, you open your newspaper now. Who's talking about taxes? Who's talking well, yeah. about this? You know. Because of course, you know, the 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 game is rigged. 
the game is rigged and newspaper editors are much happier. They're much happier to get soft pieces about JP and to get, you know, soft pieces about the billionaire classes and, and complimentary pieces about the way Finna Gale and Finna Foyle are handling, handling the financial side of things, you know, than they are to have open, logical arguments about this very, very serious problem. I mean, Rutger Bregman, um, the, 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 the Scandinavian, the very famous thinker, and, and writer, he went to he went to COP four or five years ago, and he gave a talk on stage about taxation. And I and I had, I, I encourage anybody here uh, who's listening, who's serious about this, to listen to the talk that he gave, you know, or to read up on it. You know, taxation is the fundamental building block of society. You know. And instead of not liking to pay it, and of course we don't like to pay it in a way, but we should be saying, look, this is my contribution. You know, I'm lucky enough to earn. You know, if, you, if you're not in social welfare and you're not, you know, in, a, in an unfortunate situation on disability, things like that, you know, in the country, and we should be delighted to look after those people. Well, we should be saying to ourselves, look, they, my, my taxes, I, I'm, I'm paying I'm standing shoulder to shoulder, and it may be a little amount. It may only be a few thousand. It may be ten thousand, maybe fifty thousand. But I'm contributing to our society, my children's future, our schools, our hospitals. You know, our essential infrastructure, all of those things. Because this sort of tax evasion that the multi-millionaire and billionaire classes are engaged in have serious knock-on effects for our society. Because that taxation is the difference between a good, just society and a good, fair future for our kids and not having one. Well, I, and we see that in America now. I mean, if you, I'm just home from America. I, I, I was absolutely, as I always am when I go out there, you know, flabbergasted on the one hand by the wealth, you know, and, and, and how good things are on the surface. But on the other hand, Absolutely devastating poverty. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the images. Uh, a, a photographer just travelled around Philadelphia last week and released images and videos of the destitution and poverty. People staggering around, dazed on the streets and fentanyl, you know, um, defecating themselves, you know, footpaths full of tents, you know. And this is this this is increasingly this is this this is you know this is this is what. We always like to think the best. But this is eventually, this is eventually where it all leads to. You know, and, and this far-right stuff that we're seeing in Ireland in its, in its infancy now, you know, we see this whenever people begin to become disenchanted at the levels of inequality in society. I mean, my, my interest, I, I don't care about JP, you know. I'm, I'm sure he's grand if you like that sort of thing. My interest is a fair society. Well, I, I, it's funny you, you, when you talk about the, the scenes in America and you know one, the the uh, the opioid crisis in America, which is a reason for an awful lot of that that poverty and and uh, decay. And you know, one of the great one of the great philanthropic families, the Sackler families, uh, played a great role in in creating that opioid crisis. If anyone reads um, Empire of Pain, the great uh, Patrick Radden Keefe's book. But I don't think it's a reason. I think it's it's a symptom. It's not a reason. Well, that's yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of I mean, the vast majority of people 
who become seriously involved in taking drugs are the poorest people in our society. I know this because I yeah, represent but if, them. If, if, no, it doesn't happen well, to middle class yeah. families. Well, it's well, the, opi rare. the opioids, you know, uh, you know the way opioid opioids developed and were prescribed. Yeah, I agree with that to a degree, yeah, yeah. but but, yeah, well, but that was, uh, that was a different that model. Yeah. Actually, driven a lot of people into that, like into into that addiction as well. But no, I, I accept that point. I think that's that's fair as well. Um, but I also think I, I one of one of the things about See, it too, Joe, is that um, you know we know that Ireland is actually re, re, you know and again again counter to the uh, you know the the far right kind of propaganda. Ireland is a country that you know a lot of things are going are going right in. But it is important to uh, to have that perception of fairness, as well as, as well as fairness. And we could all we could be a more equal society. And you know we haven't gone like the, you know we're, like that 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 stat. I think the American CEO makes three hundred and fifty times more than his, his, their workers today compared to in nineteen sixty five. I think they made fifteen times more than their workers. So there has been a huge spread of in a uh, growth and in inequality across the world, but. That sense of people uh, being part of, you know, being in it together, whatever you know, to use a terrible cliche, like that is a, that is an important thing. That comes back to something that um, everybody recognizes now about about the the response to the banking crash in two thousand and eight. Two things: one, that austerity wasn't the way to handle it, but also that there should have been a more conscious and more deliberate attempt to go after people on Wall Street, the white collar criminals. Who had actually who had done something about it, and they were let off the hook around the world, and that fed into that feeling of anger. And again, um, and then and then you know it's been manipulated and used by people to say, right, these you know turn against your your uh, you know your 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 coworker if they're not from the country you you were you, you know you you were born in all this kind of stuff. But, but that but you're you're right okay. to an extent. You're right to an extent, but but the point that you're overlooking and the most important point about it is this. When the elites begin to accumulate money, the game then becomes to protect that money at all costs. Okay. The thing about the billionaire classes in America, they wrote out the crash. They weren't touched. There was no financial penalty. They didn't have to make any sacrifice. You know, their fortunes their fortunes have risen by over a hundred percent in the ten years since then. So that 1%, 1%, the top 1% in America now own 75% of its entire wealth. Right? And the game is to avoid paying taxes, to accumulate money, to keep that money, to protect that money at all costs. And once you've accumulated such vast resources, you can buy politicians, you can pay for expensive lobbyists, you can buy the media, you can create a PR line. And that's why... That's why you have to look logically and honestly at JP's donation. I mean, for me, it's a very, very clear definition of sports washing. All right. I mean, and and uh, I mean, I was taken uh, over over the Christmas. The Foreign Office released some correspondence that it had had in relation to an investigation into the Saudi Arabian takeover of Newcastle United mm. Football Club, one of the beloved football clubs of England. And in it, in, in that correspondence that was leaked, for me, the most important line was 
The takeover of Newcastle United presents an opportunity to promote a very different image of Saudi Arabia in the United Kingdom. And so, you know, you you move you move from very quickly, as they've been able to do, you move from you know, one of the most horrendous human rights records in the world, you know, a really very, very vile um, abuser of human rights to all of a sudden, oh, yeah. you know, fair play to them. And and the thing the thing about sports washing is... Well, when you talk about a PR campaign, there is no better PR campaign than especially to own something like a football club because you recruit an army. And when we talk about... Newcastle and we talked about Irish people and like that sense that we're not very far from poverty and we might be kind of very you know concerned that wealth will turn turn us back on us again Newcastle United was the football club with the perfect conditions to be taken over by um to be taken over by somebody like like something like Saudi Arabia uh because they had been owned by Mike Ashley. Now, I think anybody you you will find that anyone anyone will actually there, there is no nobody who is more or less prone to it in some ways. But when they, they were owned by by Mike Ashley prior to uh, prior to the, the the investment from Saudi Arabia, and Mike Ashley, Mike Ashley's big mistake is in terms of 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 owning Newcastle was he actually tried to run it like um, his other businesses. He tried to run it. Uh, he tried to run it as as if it was a sports direct warehouse, and if he had run it, if he had run it as um, if he had run it as he as a kind of as a as a image improver, a, image improver, as if he had run it something that kind of if he the, if he had run it like if he had spent vast whatever money he was taking in from his other business and and pumped it into Newcastle, suddenly the Newcastle owners who 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 are Newcastle supporters who despise them. Would have uh, would have been um, would have actually turned on the critics of Mike Ashley. Like Mike Ashley was accused of running his his uh, running Sports Direct like a, a Victorian workhouse, um, according to an MP report in the House of Commons. He was there said he, he workers were treated without dignity or respect. You would have had Newcastle United fans piling in saying what about the other people not treating their workers with dignity and respect why are you picking on Mike Ashley leave poor Mike Ashley alone instead they had nothing for him yeah, because he gave yeah. them nothing you know and Newcastle United yeah, because, because it captures yeah, our it captures our spirit it captures our spirit and our emotion you know I mean one of the first really striking examples of of sports washing came from the, the the legendary, you know, con man and, and salesman, Don King. And in 1974, he engineered probably the most anticipated world heavyweight fight in history between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman in Kinshasa and Zaire. And a lot of people said, you know, it was a very dystopian country. It was, you know, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, the Congo now one of the most violent places in the world where millions of human lives have been lost in, in civil war over the last 10 years. But the fight was described as the greatest sporting event of the 20th century. And it was watched by over a billion viewers around the world on closed circuit TV. It was the start of, you know, the big, big money in boxing. And it attracted the biggest purse in history. 
And people said, you know, what a wonderfully dramatic eye Don King had to set this fight in Zaire. But, of course, what people didn't know was that King knew that the president, Mobutu Seze Soko, who, you know, who looked like a sort of a really vicious, sort of, you know, one of those like icy homosexual sick serial killers that you might see in a Scandinavian sort of film noir, you know, tiny man with leopard skin and a cold, cold eyes. He wanted to improve his country's image. So he paid, he paid Don King $10 million to bring the fight to the Congo. The month before the opening bell in that fight, he rounded up a thousand men with criminal records and imprisoned them under the stadium where the fight was to be held. And a hundred of them were arbitrarily picked out and executed. And it was Mobutu's warning to his people to behave when the Westerners arrived because this was about his image, the image of the country. You know, and the fact that those men had been taken out and murdered arbitrarily for no single reason, he was telling them, you're not safe. I have the power here, and I will exercise that power. I will fucking smite down upon you. You know, never mind Pulp Fiction. And all of... Mobutu's, Mobutu's terrible, terrible sort of uh, psychotic impulses and behaviours were well known to the world, well known all around the world, but nobody cared. I mean, it was a carnival. The world descended on the Congo, loved it, the fight that surrounded it and the carnival, James Brown on stage, you know, some of the great singers, B.B. Mm. King, you know, when I was, when you were... When you were sweet 16, you know, because in professional sports, as Don King understood, there are no ethics. And we've seen this with mm. the golf world. I mean, Saudi Arabia is now sports washing its image all over the world. You know, and at the, at the start, some golfers, some journalists were wringing their hands and saying, oh, the ethics, oh, the live golf tour. And, and I remember thinking at the time, you know, this will pass in a few months. And now, now look at what has happened. Anthony Joshua's, you know, fought twice against Alexander Usyk in Saudi. You know, promoter Eddie Hurd saying, oh, very comfortable with the decision, wonderful country, wonderful place for tourism, you know. And it's now the choice venue for many of the biggest fights, precisely because it brings in the, the world. The World Cup, having gone to Qatar, is, uh, is going to go to Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah. I mean, the, 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 world, the World Cup, you know, another sort of whited sepulchre of well, corruption it's been and used, sports it's been used, washing, you know, like the tourism used France. For, uh, sports washing for a long time. You can go back to 1978 in Argentina. Yeah, and I mean, Qatar might, might just be, might just be the vilest country on earth, you know. I mean, 50 degree heat, never mind that, you know. And I, I, I was struck at the time reading the, the, the horrific reports coming out of Qatar. This is in the build-up to the World Cup. And uh, in February 2021, a very detailed analysis by the Guardian newspaper revealed that since Qatar had been awarded the rights in 2012 and the stadia and infrastructure construction work began in this, soft, you know, blistering heat, six and a half thousand migrant workers had died. 
And uh, Human Rights Watch said that the real death toll was likely to be significantly higher since countries like the Philippines and Kenya, who provided a lot of the labourers, had not made figures available. We say, well, who gives a fuck about that? Messi, Messi fucking was brilliant. Mbappe was tremendous. We we we, we dragged loads in the, the pub and it was World wonderful. Cup final of all time. Yeah, because we're easy. Because we're easy. Because, it, yeah. You know, and if, and if somebody if somebody had said in the middle of that, look, what the fuck are we doing celebrating this? You yeah. fucking begrudger. We're out having pints and enjoying this. Isn't it mm-hmm. wonderful? And, you, and you're made to feel like a begrudger, just the way we were made to feel. You know, I was made to feel whenever I, I uh, forensically analysed J.P. McManus's donation of, of 32 million to the to the, the the clubs of Ireland. I mean, and you look at Qatar, the main cause of death was cardiac arrest and heat stroke, followed by work accidents and sickness. This is real human beings. Imagine six and a half thousand construction workers yeah. died in Ireland building stadia for, for a tournament. I mean, there'd be hell to pay. You know, it would never be forgotten. Mm. You know, and you think on the impact on the families in those communities. But who cares? It's, you know, the TV channels all over the world, giddy with excitement, you know. The BBC said a few wee words about it, but, you know, Gary Lineker, stay in your mm. fucking box. Stay in your fucking box and stop talking about politics or the next time, the next time we won't be so lenient, you know. And FIFA says, oh, we're fully committed to protecting the rights of workers in FIFA projects, you know. Now, ole, 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 Well, Ireland got their, Ireland got their boycott and, in early. And, for that one, anyway, by not not qualifying. So uh. <laughs> that's right. Ooh, this is out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. But I mean, your man, I'm sure you you must be familiar with Simon Hattonston, the the observer. So he he had been one of your sort of, one of the soccer journal sort of, you know, very, very highly regarded like yourself. And he, he wrote about Sheikh Mansour whenever the United Arab Emirates took over Man City. I mean, and, and the United Arab Emirates, I mean, we'll come back to them. I mean, they decided they would get in on the on the act. So they bought Man City, you know. And I thought that what Hattonstone wrote in The Observer perfectly sums it up. He said, people 
in the UAE live and die by Sheikh Mansour's rulings. And if I were as principled as I would like to be, I would denounce my club now and walk away. Because human rights must trump any football club. But I can't. I simply can't. I'm sticking with City. I'll plead with them to speak up for justice, but I won't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, that is really honest because it does it does capture the conundrum. Unfortunately, most supporters, and there's been a, a, a big study done by on this recently, how, you know, how abusive... Uh, Football supporters are towards people who criticise sports washing by their clubs. In particular, the, 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 that study did look at Manchester City, um, and it is just one of those inevitable consequences. It's one of those things that, again, when you talk about Qatar, you talk about World Cups being hosted. You think, well, actually, if you and let's look at Newcastle again. Manchester City are a good example too because they were so down. They were they were a byword for kind of tragic comic. Uh, failure, you know, like you know, the things always went wrong for Manchester City. Like the famous time they thought they were now, you know, they they thought they were staying up in a match where they needed to, uh, um, they needed to win to avoid relegation, and uh, and they they got the message got put onto you're okay, we're, the other results are going our way, and then the results weren't going their way. Like they were a tragic comic club, um, and then and then they got what they felt their supporters felt they were entitled to. And this is the same thing that happened in Newcastle. They felt like, you know, Newcastle had been taken over by Saudi Arabia. Sure, uh, you know, a US intelligence report had said that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia um, were, you know, was directly responsible for the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. But they had rights too. They had a right to feel hopeful about their football team for once. And let's 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 not, you know, let's not, should, should the right not be dismembered by a bone saw? really trump the right not to fi- find your club signing the best players in the world like this is and and you have an army mobilized then to kind of make this to to make this point to feel like there and there are journalists who will argue it there are journalists who will say that you know the the spending regulations i saw one journalist arguing that the spending regulations um were designed you know to you know they were almost racist in their intent like that they weren't allowing uh you know that like only only in this sphere would Saudi Arabia and all the other areas at the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia which it must be said you know they gave legally binding assurances that it was the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia not the kingdom of Saudi Arabia that owned Newcastle United legally binding assurances Yo. I don't know what they are but they said only in football would they be be forced to, to compete with the re- regulations that actually stop them investing whatever they want want to spend and taking it over fully m- more and this idea that deregulation that we need more deregulation in sport more just free money sloshing about the place is insanity as if like deregulation hasn't real you know, deregulation worked in so many other areas of business yeah i mean in in the month before the Saudi takeover of Newcastle, um, the Saudi regime beheaded 81 people, mostly from the persecuted Shia Muslim minority, in a mass ed- execution. 81 human beings, you know, and the sporting world just shrugged and said... Well, Eddie Howe was asked about... Eddie Howe, fuck it, you see, because the point is this, Dan. Eddie me, Howe was asked about that at a press conference and he said he only wanted to talk about football. So... Yeah, see, and, and the thing again is that the United Arab Emirates and the Saudis, all they are doing is protecting their money, mm. all right? 
They're, they're moving into different industries. They're thinking of the future of oil. They're saying, look, you know, it's not going to be there forever. They're buying the world up now. All they're doing is protecting their money. And you protect your money by buying, buying media, buying sports clubs, carefully, carefully, carefully sports washing your image. And, and uh, I mean, for me, the peak of all of this was summed up. And, and this is why people should think about it in this way. Why are they buying this? They don't give a damn about soccer. I mean, you could, they're not going to make any money out of this. But it's pennies for them in terms of how much they stand to lose in a fairer society. Right? It's just, it's just you know, a macrocosm of the microcosm. So, I mean, the most ghastly but unsurprising revelation was in November 2023, just past, so the end of November, start of December, for the United Nations COP28 summit, so the climate change summit, which is designed to deal with the, the, the very, very urgent climate emergency that's, that's, that's upon us, you know, vast icebergs now floating across the, the Arctic uh, and, 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 and all of the associated problems that we're seeing that have been charted by thousands and thousands, thousands of scientists. But it turned, out, it turned out that the United Arab Emirates, who were hosting the summit, and that was being run by Sultan Al-Jaber, the chief executive of the United Arab Emirates National Oil Company. It's called Adnoc. It turned out that whilst publicly committing to, you know, these huge net zero busting plans, you know, to, 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 to help the environment and to pump billions into that, that he had been making secret deals and was using the summit to uh, finalise those deals with 27 different governments. Hmm. And guess what the purpose of those deals was? Well, that the United Arab Emirates could work with them to extract their oil and gas resources. Hmm. So while they're positioning themselves publicly as you know, supporting these net zero targets. They have become the chair of the climate conference, the annual climate conference, whose purpose is to try and save mankind. And yet, behind the scenes, they are doing deals with 27 different countries to extract their fossil fuel reserves. And, uh, you know, it, it reached the absolutely farcical stage at the climate change conference that they refused, that the Saudis and the United Arab Emirates would not sign a resolution that contained the words fossil fuels. And so, you know, temperature records have been smashed last year, intensifying heat waves, floods, droughts, vast amount of lives lost all over the globe, not in Ireland. So that's why we've got, you know, the, the small rump here in Ireland saying, oh, you know, climate change is a fantasy. And yet while all of that is happening, so let's move from, you know, JP not paying his taxes and our 10,000 non-domiciled billionaires and multimillionaires draining approximately 25 billion a year, depriving us of 25 billion a year in taxes. You know. right. But you move to the bigger scale and you see what, 
Saudi and the United Arab Emirates are doing in relation to sports washing. You know, Formula One, big boxing fights, Ronaldo gleaming and beautiful, sitting at the sitting beside, beside Conor McGregor and the Sheik for a world boxing championship fight. You know, merely washing their image, Lionel Messi uh, accepting multiple millions a year to be the ambassador for for the Middle East, and. The purpose of all of that is to distract us from the reality, to 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 say, well, look, you know, the fucking climate change is really boring out stuff. Look, brilliant, they've got Formula One in 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 Saudi Arabia, brilliant. Look at the UAE and Man City and and Irving Holland. He, he scored fifty goals, and it's fabulous entertainment, which it is, obviously. And and that way, that way. We look away. That way we're distracted away from the fundamental things that are going to dictate our children's lives and their children's lives. And instead of looking seriously at that, we don't do that. Instead, we go along, we enjoy the games, we you know, we accept all this stuff at face value and... Uh, you know, when the world burns, as it is most certainly going to do, I don't like to end this episode on a pessimistic note, but we are most certainly going to hell in a handcart. You know, whenever you see things like that, that a, a conference that's due to try and get to net zero and to, 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 to phase out fossil fuels, that, that these immensely powerful, immensely wealthy countries who are, Rigging the game in their favour, you know, are simply using that to, to 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 wash their image. Meanwhile, they're making deals to extract fossil fuels all over the world, and cause untold more damage, you know, to populations all over the world. And that's why it's a problem. That's why you trace it back. That's why the J.P. McManus donation is a problem. Well, Joe, you did want to end on a down note. So every. Uh plan for global domination also requires a useful idiot and the useful idiot in this in this story of Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia's sports washing is of course Jordan Henderson the former Liverpool player who left uh torching his reputation he left Liverpool um in the summer to go to uh Saudi Arabia to play with Steven Gerrard's club uh this club Steven Gerrard was managing Al Etifak and he said he was going he said he was going to grow the game. He said he was going to grow. It wasn't anything to do with the rumoured £700,000 a week he was getting, but he was going to grow the game. But now it has turned out that he is unhappy in Saudi Arabia. He is, he is dismayed by the lack of, lack of interest in the game. Uh, he doesn't like the humidity and he wants to go back to England. And the only problem is that if he returns to England now, the structure of the Saudi Arabia uh, tax system is that you only get this money tax-free if you remain for, uh, I think, two years. So if you return to England now, you'll have a £7 million tax bill uh, for a, a price to be paid for um, doing the opposite. Whatever, whatever, uh, whatever, there should be a word for whatever the opposite of sports washing is. Because Jordan Henderson, who was an ally of the LGBTQ community, who was somebody who was very vocal on a number of issues, a real leader during uh, the pandemic and lockdowns, destroyed his own reputation by going to Saudi Arabia and now he wants out after a few months. So um, 
there is a reminder that there is for there is always there is there is a consequence for everything, and it is in in these in these stories somebody like Jordan Henderson is is the equivalent of of a, one of the little people uh, that it can easily be thrown aside when they're not needed. Oh yeah, I mean the, those those people are pawns, but I think that you know this elite led false philanthropy where we won't pay our taxes, but we'll bestow some kindness on on those less fortunate. We'll, we'll come up with various in, initiatives. We'll do this sort of thing. And increasingly, increasingly, with the power that the elites have garnered, that's precisely what they're doing. So we see that they then infiltrate our politics, they infiltrate governments, they infiltrate media, they infiltrate our minds, they distract us. And you end up with that situation that we've discussed where the sultan, who's the chair of the climate change conference that's designed to save the world, is in fact using that to do oil deals with 27 countries to extract their fossil fuels. Truly, the only thing better than being a fox is being a fox who's been asked to watch over the hens. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. dust coming from still finding debris after vacuuming ufx 10 pro omni robot vacuum has 8,000 pa of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets and it's totally hands-free want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.